There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Take our confession of faith together. Y'all, this new series day. And this series is called Shout It With Me Power. Let's go. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, speak to us today with clarity. Speak to us with power. I come against anything that would stop the flow of your word today. And I declare that this word is going to fall onto the ears of doers, not just hearers. That when we hear it, we're going to move on it. When we hear it, we're going to walk in it. Why? Father, because you've made it clear that it is winning season. What does that mean? It is time for us to see what we've sown for, possess what we prayed for. It is time for us to walk in what you've ordained. And we thank you that it is so. Can you say this after me, please? Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. Say, you have your way in me today. Say, your will be done in me today. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I want to get right into this word today. We're starting a brand new series called Power, and I want to get right into it. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20 makes it very interesting when we think of this word power. Can I get you to say it like real tough? Shout power. Now, if you grew up in old school church, that word power is often only associated with the Holy Spirit. And that's a great association. But I want to take you deeper into this look at the word power. First Corinthians chapter four, verse number 20 says, for the kingdom of God does not just consist in talk. Stop. In other words, God says, I'm not just into saying stuff. I'm into seeing stuff. The God that you and I believe in, the God of this Bible, the God who turned himself into a man, placed himself in a body called Jesus the Christ 2,000 years ago to pay the price so you and I would be able to have life and life more abundantly. He says that the way I do things is I don't just talk about it. I don't just say it, but he says I'm a God that's not just a God of talk, but is in, here's the verse, power. Somebody say power. Now, when you say kingdom of God, that means God's way of doing things. That's God's M.O., his modus operandi. So whenever we see the term kingdom, it simply refers to the way that God does things. In fact, the kingdom works like this, that we're not trying to die to get to heaven. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we're supposed to live to bring heaven down here. In other words, Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is nigh, which means it's in reach, which means you can experience it here. The kingdom does not mean it's a life of perfection. It does not mean it's a life without obstacles. It does not mean it's a life without challenges. It just means after all of that fighting, you're going to win. I need you to touch somebody next to you and say, after all your warfare, say, I can promise you, you'll win. You need to say that to yourself. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, despite your warfare, say, you are going to win. He says, the kingdom of God, my way of doing things isn't just talk. Let's tell the truth. Many of you, sometimes when you've seen other Christians, you become disenchanted. You become disenchanted because you see them say a lot, but you don't see them produce a lot. Let's talk. You see them talk a lot, but you don't see them possess a lot. You see them say what God can do, but yet they never see it in their lives. I'm going to tell you, but you're going to be the exception to that. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. God says this. 
this is not just about talk, baby. This is about walk. The kingdom of God is not just saying stuff. The kingdom of God is in shouting power. I said shouting power. Our God is a God of action. He's a God of manifestation. And if you don't know that, you will get used to, watch this, not seeing anything and being satisfied. You'll get used to not seeing anything manifest and say, well, I guess I, that's just the way that he is. I guess that's just my lot in life. I just that's the way that it goes. I'm going to tell you, you've been hoodwinked. You've been bamboozled. You've been sold a bill of good. If our God has all power, he wants to show it through you. Now, a power, watch this. I, li- I love this song. Bishop Hezekiah walking them. I love this song. Song says, power belongs to God. Psalm 62 and 1. Because in order to understand, he says, the kingdom is not in talk, it's in power. So it's not in talk, it's in walk. It's not in saying it, it's in seeing it. Watch me. Your family needs to see something through you. The people you're trying to witness to in your job, they need to see something through you. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Your bloodline needs to see something in you. They don't just need to hear you quote scriptures. They need you to show up and be a living scripture so that you can say, listen, even if you never read the Bible, you can read me. And if you read me, you'll see the God that I believe in. That's why the scripture says you and I are living epistles. What does that mean? We are letters that are being written to other people, which means stop tripping because you have a bad day. That's just going to make a good book. Stop being upset because you had a bad experience. The best books have highs and they have lows. But you know what we love to go to the movie to see? When somebody comes up out of their valley and makes it up to a mountain. I'm going to tell you, your story's about to turn. I'm going to tell you, your story's about to get real good, real fast. If you believe that, give God two seconds of glory. Go. True. Somebody say, my story's about to change. Psalm 62 and 11, it says, God has spoken, and twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. Not the government, not your past, not your pain, not what you've been through. If you want some power, you're going to have to get it from who owns it. And Psalm 62 and 11 says, who owns it? God owns it. I'm going to tell you, watch this, your boss don't own it, your family doesn't own it. Your mistakes don't own it. Watch this. Your failures don't own it. Power belongs to who? God. Now, let's look at this word power. Power comes from this Greek word. That's the language of our New Testament, dunamis. And dunamis means dynamite. Somebody say dynamite. Dynamite. Now, watch this. It's got several meanings. I love them. Because the first one means a miracle within itself. God says, watch this. I want to give you power so that you are a miracle within yourself. Sometimes you miss the miracle you are because of the miracle you want to see. Do you not know you are already a miracle? Do you not know that other people who went went through committed suicide, they gave up, they drove their car into the reservoir? And let's tell the truth, some of you were real close to that place, but then his power stepped in and his power made you a miracle. Do you not know your body can only be healed because God said, watch this, it ain't time for you to go yet. I got more for you to do. So I'm going to release some of my healing power. He's a miracle working God and you're sitting next to one. You don't know what your neighbor's been through. Yeah, they smiling today. They look good today. Their hair's lying, died, frayed to the side, whatever today. But you didn't see the days they didn't want to get up. You didn't see the days they didn't want to open their eyes. You didn't see the days where they said, I can't take no more. But God gave them his. Say power belongs to God. So then that means miracles then. It says miracle. A miracle within itself. Then here's what it means. Ability. God says, ability belongs to me. And I want to give it to you. Because my kingdom doesn't consist of you talking about what you're going to do. It consists of you showing what you can do. Say, Lord, you give me ability. So for everybody in here says, I can't do it. Stop. You're right. You can. In your power. And that's the problem. You're trying to do a God-sized task with human-sized power. That's why there are certain things you and I face. And when we look at it, we're like, God, this is impossible. And he says, yeah, with you it is. But with my power, I give you ability. What is ability? It means you'll figure it out. 
What is ability? It means that even if you don't have the education, even if you don't have the background, even if you don't have the pedigree, even if you don't have the degree, God says, I'll show you how to figure it out. Some of you are mad that he placed you in a situation where it looks impossible and you're not understanding. That was actually a gift. A gift to do what? Show you his But then here's the next definition. It, 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 it means a miracle within itself. It means ability. Watch this next one. Abundance. <laughs> God says, I want to give you abundance. Not so you can be selfish. A lot of people who lack, lack because he only gives seed to sowers. So if you're in lack, it's an indictment on your giving. Don't be mad. I just got to help. God says, I want to give you abundance, but I need you to be a reservoir. Excuse me, a river, not a reservoir. See, a reservoir, watch this. Uh, I, I, sometimes I cross over the Cherry Creek Dam, and that road there is called a dam road. And on the dam road, you can look over to the right, and you see the dam. No, that's the name of the road. That's the name, that's the name of the road. And sometimes the dam road is full of cars. And I look at the dam road, and I say, I just don't understand why there's so many cars on this dam road. That's the name of the road. And then the other day when it was snowing real bad and all that, I said, well, let me get on the damn road because everybody else is on the highway. I'm going to get on the damn road. <laughs> now, here's what's amazing. When you, look at, when you look at the reservoir, when you look at the Cherry Creek Dam, anybody familiar with it? It's right over there. When you look at it, here's what's amazing. There's no way for the water to get out. I'm going to say it again. There's no way for the water to get out. Which means, watch this. The only thing it can hold is what's in it or what's rained down on it because there's no flow, which explains why when I used to hike, or not hike, but jog, it's flat, ain't no hike. When I used to jog by the dam, watch me, the water was so disgusting. The water was disgusting because it was stagnant, because it wasn't flowing, and because it wasn't flowing, it, it had no life. Which means some of you, you're mad with your life, but that's because you're a reservoir. There's no flow. Everything you get, you keep. Everything you can, or everything you can get, you can. Instead of saying, God, use me to bless somebody else. Use me to help somebody else. Would you throw your hands up and say, I'm blessed to be a blessing? Water only stinks when it's stagnant. God says, I want to give you abundance. That's what the meaning of power means. Then it means meaning. God says, I want to give your life meaning. He says, you have power when you have meaning because you have a why behind your what. See, the issue sometimes we have is that we don't have a good why. So we quit when what gets hard. God says, I want to give you meaning that can outlast, watch this, the difficulties of what you're sent to do. Because when you got a good why, you can have a bad day. Watch this, and stop threatening God to quit. Can we talk? Let's be honest. Sometimes, watch this, in our heads, we have had just outlandish conversations and outlandish ideas. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do this. I ain't going to do this. And God says, that's because you don't have a why. You don't have a why, and that's why you can't handle your what. But watch this. But you asked me to do something great through you. Well, to have, watch this, to be used greatly, that means you got to be used greatly. He says, I want to give your life meaning. There's power when you have meaning. When you know who you are, watch this. You don't let other people's opinions shut you down. Mm. When you got meaning, you can look at other people talking about you and say, that's nice. That's real great what you got to say. But baby, I ought to please God instead of you. Since I can't please any, everybody anyhow, I stopped trying to please people that ain't paying for nothing. Say, I have a why behind my what? Watch this. Then here's the next meaning. It means might. God says, I'll give you might. So when you fight, um, you got to have might when you fight. So part of his power is that he gives you might. Say he gives me might. In other words, God says, I'll make it so that you fight the right fights at the right time. And there's certain things you need to not give any energy to. Come here last Sunday. Don't you even worry about Judas. I got him. You just take care of the 11 that do love you. And stop worrying about the one that don't. All right. Watch. Then it means to be a worker of a miracle. God says, I want to work miracles through you. Think about this. God says, I want to work miracles through you. So watch this. If he wants to work a miracle through you, that means that you're going to have to deal with some misery. 
If he wants to work a miracle through you, that means you're going to have to deal with an impossible situation. What's a miracle? It's when something impossible became possible because of supernatural intervention. Stop. Which means I have to be dealing with an impossibility. Can, can I teach you? Watch. It then means uh, strength. God says, I want to give you strength. Now, that's significant because a lot of times, what are we praying for? Lord, just give me. You know what that means? It, it means he's not taking the weight. The heart of his power is that you just get stronger so you can carry the weight. I rebuke you not wanting to have weight. I rebuke you saying this is too much. No, you need to be stronger. I rebuke you saying I can't take this. Yes, you can. You're going to have to do it through his power. When you ask God for strength, you are literally asking him to put more weight on. Because he says, I'm not taking the weight. You just need to get stronger. I think it was JFK who said, uh, pray not, uh, or uh, uh, he was quoting somebody else, but he says, ask, uh, don't ask for an easier life, pray to be a stronger man, something like that. In other words, watch this. God says, I want to give you the ability to carry the weight, not cast the weight off. And many times in life, let's face it, our pray, Lord, this Lord, if you can just, Lord, make it easier. And God's like, but there's no power behind that. I want them to see you be a mama and a boss. Y'all not talking to me. And debt free and a curse breaker and serving church. I want them to see you be a daddy and a lead. I want them to see you do it all. Would you touch your neighbor on the shoulder so you can do it all? But not through your power. It's going to be through God's power. Mm, we're about to go there in just a minute. Watch, watch, watch. Then it means, watch this, to do mighty works. God says, I want to do mighty works through you. He says, when people see you, I want them, watch this, sometimes on social media, you get so excited about seeing other people's mighty works. And, let it, and instead of letting it inspire you, it can discourage you. Not realizing, watch this, maybe they just tapped into a power that you're about to tap into. Watch this, here's the next meaning. It means violence. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And violent men take it by force. Now, why would God say power is violence? Because there's certain things God says you're too passive about. And can I be honest with you? We're normally aggressive about the wrong stuff. And passive about the wrong stuff. You're mad at the person that made a mistake and you didn't say nothing to the person who you know is a lie. You're mad about the, you're mad about the person who did it accidentally, but you don't say nothing to the. Sometimes we're, we're violent, we're aggressive about the wrong thing. You're mad because your neighbor won't smile at you. Watch this, but, but you didn't say nothing about your family member who still ain't spoke to you all day. Mm. Say, Lord, make me violent about the right thing. And violence not a negative word. It's always associated with negative, but that's not what it means. This Jesus, Jesus said the kingdom suffers violence, but violent men and women take it by force. That means, watch this, violence means focused and unwavering. It means I'm aggressive about the right thing. There's certain things you need to get aggressive about. You need to get aggressive that these last two months of 2019 are going to be the best two months of this year. You need to get aggressive about seeing your whole family say, you need, y'all not saying, you need to get aggressive about making sure you set yourself up to have a great 2020. You need to get aggressive about making sure you forgive people that have hurt you. And there's other things you need to just say, I ain't even worried about that. So-and-so don't like you. I ain't worried about that. Here it is. I says, we go in there in just a minute. Then here's what this word power means. It means the power and influence that comes with riches. It's called pecuniary ability. God says, I want to give you the power and influence that comes with riches. Um, and if we were to use it in a political sense, it's called an oligarchy. An oligarchy means it's a government that's ran by people with money. Now, just follow me for a moment. God says, I want to give you power so that you have power and influence for an income bracket you haven't yet hit. Now, I'm just teaching you the Bible. God says, I want you to walk in and they treat you like you are royalty. And what they don't even understand is you're trying to figure out how God going to get you through the Y'all not. Not in everybody's story, but just follow the principle. God says, I want to, you to have influence and power for an income bracket you've not hit. That's what the word power means. Pecuniary ability. Which means when people see you, they're going to smell favor. 
when they see you, watch this. Some of you, watch this. Let me prove it to you. Some of you, you've been going into places and getting treatment, watch this, that you're not accustomed to because you're used to having to fight for everything. But when you got God's power, people are laying on a platter for you and you don't have to fight for everything. I rebuke you thinking that you got to fight for every single piece you take. You've already fought. Baby, it's time to walk in the wind. Which means when you show up, they're going to treat you like you're a millionaire. That's what the word means. Am I making it up? So when you walk in the dealership, don't walk in there talk about, you know, I had some challenges. No, walk in there like a boss. Walk in there and say, this is what I want. That's what I'm paying. I'm not putting anything down. But how are you going to do that? Baby, I got When you're negotiating that house deal, well, this is what it is. I know that's what they got to pay, but I'm not one of them. I serve a God that gives me power. For the kingdom is not in talk, but it's in walk. It's in power. And you're going to treat me like I'm writing a check for cash. That's what the word means. That's what it means. Watch, 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 watch. It means moral power. Here's the last two definitions that we move. Power means more power. What does it mean? It means God says, I'm going to give you the ability to do right when wrong is easy. Ooh, don't get quiet on me now. Y'all shouting about pecuniary ability. God says, I'm going to give you the power to say no when it's laying right in front of you. Okay, let me get real. I'm going to give you the ability to ignore the DM. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all ain't talking to me. God says, I'm going to give you the ability to say no when wrong is easy. I'm going to give you the ability when you're feeling lonely and that old flame calls back trying to stir up what you knew needed to be shut down. I'm going to give you the ability to say, mm 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 Because I got power. It means that when you want to treat somebody poorly because of how they've treated you, you'll be able to look at them and smile and celebrate them. Sometimes you need to learn how to celebrate people out the door. Uh-oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop being so mad and angry with people. Sometimes you need to celebrate people and say, go on and let me pass your torch to somebody else. Somebody bring me two candles. Bring me two candles. Two candles. I just thought of this. Two candles. Two candles. Not two chains. Two candles. <laughs> and then here's the last definition of this word power. It means excellence of soul. God says, I'm going to give you the ability to excel in your soul. What's your soul? Our mind, thought, will and emotions God says I'm going to give you the ability to excel in your thoughts stinking thinking means stinking decisions low thinking means low decisions bad thinking means bad decisions God says I'm going to give you the ability I'm going to give you the ability to walk in excellence in the way you think in the way watch this your emotions are You'll be able to look at sadness and say, you don't serve me right now. So I'm picking a better emotion because you don't serve me. But to do that, you need power. Y'all say it like you actually mean it, though. So, but watch this. Watch this. 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, the kingdom isn't just talk but power. So question is, where is the kingdom at? Good question. Luke 17.21. Luke 17.21 says it like this. For the kingdom is not over there. Woo! There it is. Come on, be a good. I thought this was 11 15 for a moment. Um, it's not over there. It's not over there. It's not down the street. It's not a building. S -s Somebody say, the kingdom. Say, it is in me. Say it again. Say, it's in me. Which means the kingdom is not in talk. It's in power. Where is it at? In you. So in other words, God wants something in you to make you change what's going on. Be a good church. In other words, God gives us power to change us and what's going on around us. Stop. Could it be that what you're frustrated with is because you're refusing to walk in power? 
I'll use the candles at the end of the day. Could it be that what you are frustrated about is because God says, listen, you're not using this moral power I've given you. Instead, you're walking around talking about it's a struggle. The struggle is real. And God says, because you want to struggle. But I think there's somebody on your road that says, I refuse to have lack or struggle in any area of my life. I am shalom. Nothing is missing. Nothing is broken. Nothing is lacking. All is well. Just your neighbor say, you got power. You got power. You got power. Now, now, now watch. 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 So here it is. So then the question is, Bishop, how do I do that? Because that sounds really cool, right? Let's be honest, this all sounds amazing. How are you gonna do it though? You ready? Let's go. So let me give you, for my note takers, and these are long points, these aren't simple points, these are long points for my note takers. All right. Power is produced through your process. Power is produced through your process. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. This is the Apostle Paul writing, and, and the Apostle Paul knows a little something about what he's talking about. They killed him, he got up. You missed it. You thought only Jesus got up. The same power that was in Jesus is the same power that was in Paul. It's the same power that's in, you don't even know who you are. Somebody say, it's the same power in me. They literally killed Paul. Stoned him to death. Dragged him out the city. He opened his eyes and said, let's go to the next city. I need you to stop letting what people throw at you shut you down. I need you to stop letting what people put at you make you think that you can't keep moving forward. Listen, if they ain't going to do it with you, God will raise up another. All right, let's go. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Ooh. We have this treasure in jars of clay. Someone say, that's me. So for those of you who wonder where that music group got their name from, to show that the surpassing power belongs to who? God. And not who? Us. Now, here's what I need you to get in that verse. Say, to show. Mm. God says, there's a treasure in you. There's power in you that I want to show. But to show it, you need process. Say process. Look at verse 8. So here's the process. We are afflicted. Ooh, y'all quiet now. Where's my jar? Uh, uh, says, touch your neighbor say, afflicted. afflicted. In every way. Yeah. Look at me. For everybody who complains about always having trouble, that's just your process. Listen to me. Touch your neighbor say, that's just the process. You the one that thought this was going to be easy. God never promised you that. God never said, come to me and everything will be 100% perfect all the time. No problems, no issues. This sign right here. God didn't promise you that. Sometimes you're mad at God for something he never promised. You're angry with God for something he never said he was going to do. Oh. Like, God, why are you letting this happen? God said, I didn't tell you I was going to not let them lie on you. God said, I didn't say nothing like that. You the one said that. Yo, why is my family such a mess? Read the Bible. Hold up, Mar. That's why I sent you. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. Don't be mad about what you've been sent to change. When you're an air freshener, what do you need it for? Stinky bathrooms. I know it smells like, but you've been sent to be an air freshener. I can't imagine my Febreze talking back to me, talking about, I can't believe this. It's stinking here. That's what you exist for. Would you touch your neighbor and say, don't complain another day. Say, you're doing what you exist for. It's hard. You got it. It's difficult. You got it. It's rough. You got it. For this reason, was I sent, Jesus says. Let's go further. Afflicted where? Every way. Watch this. He says, but you're not crushed, though. How do you know I knew you're not crushed? Because this morning you got up with your extra hour. 
And you fought through what made you try to stay down? You fought through what made you say, oh, God ain't worth it, it ain't worth it. No, you fought through all that. And you said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And it's praise sucking. Somebody said, I'm not crushed. No, you're just dealing with some affliction. Here's the next part of your process. Perplexed. In other words, you're confused. Look at me. Let me tell you what confuses you most. How you are reaping stuff you've never sown. Some of you are like, I never treated nobody like this. I've never been so sloppy with somebody like this. And some of you are getting frustrated that you're reaping from other people what you've not sown to anybody else. Now realizing, watch this, that's part of your process. You're going to catch it in a moment. I know it's confusing, but that's just part of your process. Some of you are like, God, how is it that everything was fantastic? And then all of a sudden, one day, it just... I was like, I know it's perplexing, right? Guys, like, that's just part of your. Now, I need you to catch this. So when you're confused, instead of saying, God, I don't understand. God's like, that's part of your. Pro and the power is going to be produced from your. Pro if you ain't confused, you ain't got no power. You missed what I just said. If you don't have some stuff that you're facing that is confusing the heck out of you, that means God ain't trying to get no power out of you. But is there anybody in here where you got some stuff you're looking at in your life like. Things that make you go, hmm. It's confusing. But God says, that's part of your. Come on, talk to me, 915, part of your. Here's verse 9. Uh, uh, let me finish, let me finish 8. But not driven to despair. He said, even though you're confused, you didn't get crazy. Feel like I'm in the matrix. Even though you're confused, you're not crazy. Somebody say, even though I'm confused. Say, I'm not crazy. I need you to give God, watch this. This is, just, this is just for about half of the folk in the room. This is about half of the people not in the building that's watching me. I need you to give God five seconds ago, watch this, that some stuff confused you. But watch this, but watch this. It got you close. You was ready to jump. But right when you were ready to jump, power came. Watch this. If you've ever dealt with some stuff that almost got you there, but it didn't take you there, can you give God five seconds of glory? Go, five. Perplexed, but not in despair. Three, come on. Two, come on. One. Somebody say, I'm not in despair. Watch this. Watch this. Can I finish? Verse nine. Persecuted. Look at me. If you're not being talked about, you're not good at anything. No, I just need you to listen to me. If nobody's talking about you, you are average. I need you to stop when I don't know where they're talking about. It. Instead, look at me, 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 look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Next time you hear them say something about you. Say, tell me what they said. Why you want to know? It's negative. No, no, no. Say, I just want to know where my power's at. Because when I learn where you persecute me, I just found where my power is. See, if they're talking about you for thinking you all that, your power is that you are. If they're talking about your kids, that's where your power is. Y'all not saying. Whatever they're talking about and they're persecuting, that's where your power is. Uh, watch me. Can I finish? Then, then watch this. But you're not forsaken, though. He's like, despite the people who have said things about you, you're not by yourself. Can I get you to encourage the people in your row and on your, in your section? Can I just get you to encourage them say, you're not by yourself. Everybody in here who feels lonely, who feels isolated, who feels misunderstood, you are not by yourself. You got a section in a row full of people that understand you're just in your, come on, in your, watch. Then I said struck down, but not destroyed. In other words, you can got some no's. Watch me. And you were expecting a yes. 
Because in winning season, you're expecting perpetual yeses. But part of your process is you need some people to say no. You need some banks to say no. You need some employers to say no. You need some family folk to say no. You need some doctors to say no. That's part of your process. Because God says, after your no, what you going to do? Are you just going to take it as a no? Or are you going to act like you got power and say, just not this way? I rebuke you thinking no is the end. I rebuke you thinking no is the end of the discussion. Just because you gave me a no, that ain't no. That just means not this way. <laughs> but watch this. But you ain't destroyed. They told you no. But touch your neighbor and say, but I'm still here. You're not destroyed. Like when they left you for a few days, you felt like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And guess what? You figured it out by your. You were like, who's going to do this for me? And then God was like, I'll raise up another. Watch this. Watch this. Give me them candles now. Can I tell you why certain seats, the right people aren't in them yet? It's because you still have the wrong people in them. Light them candles. Let me touch your neighbor and say, the seat can't be filled. Say, until it's empty. Y'all ain't saying nothing. In other words, watch this. God says, I have the right person waiting. But I can't put them in that seat in your life until you get the wrong person out. Here's the question. Can you believe me while ain't nobody sitting in that seat? And some of you need to have a passing of the torch ceremony for people in your life. You say, you are no longer my best friend. Because you're a lie, you're cheating, you're still. Come on, come on, come on. Touch your neighbor and say, pass the torch. I'm going to set somebody free. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish. I'll finish at the living day. As you're getting ready for the new year, as you're getting ready for the new year, how many of you got some seats in your life where who's sitting in it ain't doing it right? Friend, family member, dating, business, entrepreneur, whatever. Here's the deal. If you're so scared to give up the seat, because, well, if nobody's in it, who's going to do it? God says, that's why I can't put the right person in it. You're keeping Judas in it when I wanted to give you Matthias. Judas has already shown you he ain't with you. Let that ninja go. Hey, wait a minute. This is good to me. This is good to me. So some of you need to have a torch bearing, torch passing ceremony. To say, listen, listen, thank you for all of what you've done. Truth is, you gave me hell most of the time you've been with me. And I was scared to loose the seat. Because I was scared of who was going to sit in the seat. But the truth be told, you ain't been doing what the seat needed, no how. So I need you, come here, give me two dudes, two dudes, come on, two dudes. Two dudes, move fast. Come on, here we go. So what you need to do. Uh-huh, stand right there. Is, is you need to, uh, actually, you only need one. S say, I'm passing it. Now, now, here the deal. Now, blow yours out. You need to be okay when their fire's out. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Part of your process is learning how to play magical chairs and musical chairs. Which means sometimes in your life you're going to have to shift some people around. And you got to be okay that when one passes it to the one that's going to do right by it, that they candle is out. And some people were sitting real close to you. You need to, they need to. Y'all don't like this. <laughs> Touch the neighbor and say, let the seat be free so God can fill it with the right person. I pray that every resource, every person, everything you need at your table, God is going to set it there. Can you lift your hand and say, Lord, I receive what I need. Thank you, gentlemen. So, watch. I can't finish. I'm out of time. Can I give you this verse, though? Can I give you this verse? 
can't finish. Why does Paul reference clay? Actually, it's okay. You can leave right here. This will work good. Why does Paul reference clay? Say clay. Let me say this. Jeremiah 18 and 4. <laughs> he says, struck down but not destroyed. Mm-mm. 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 I loose you from your addiction to people. I loose you from your need to be needed. <laughs> Say yes, Lord. That's me. That's me. I can't finish. Jeremiah 18.4. Hopefully I can finish it. 11.15. Jeremiah 18.4. Paul says we have this treasure in jars of. Say with me. We have this treasure in what? Jars of what? Jars of what? Where did he get that from? Jeremiah 18.4. And the vessel, he, he is God, was making of, was spoiled. Ooh, y'all don't like that word. Sometimes we become spoiled with the comfort of not having to change. I wish I had some honesty. Don't leave me out here by myself. Let's tell the truth. There's some areas we just got, we just like, I'm good over there. And sometimes you can get spoiled. Here's what old King James says, marred. In other words, even, watch me, even while you're in the potter's hand, you can still get messed up. Even while you're in God's hand, even when you're walking with God, you're going to still deal with process. Doesn't even say you're gonna deal with process no matter what. He says the vessel he was making. Stop. God says I was making you into something, and as I was making you, you got spoiled. As I was making you, you got so used to victory you forgot how to fight. You you got so used watch this to depending on people you forgot watch this and you no longer depended on me. So people became your God. So that's why you were so effective when people did you wrong. Because you felt like your God did you wrong. Watch the verse. And he reworked it. So God's like, I've been shaping. I mean, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You spoiled right there. So now I got to rework it. And what God is doing for many of us right now is he's reworking you, remaking you, reshaping you, and that's just part of your process. Huh? See, he's not letting you get your way. Because you think he got to do what you want. So he's been... He's been working you like a part-time job. But somebody say, it's about to pay off. And he reworked it into another vessel. Stop. I can't finish. Your process isn't the same as everybody else's. You know what happens for many people? Is you look at what people post. But you know what they don't post? Their process. Ain't nobody on Instagram showing you the fight they had before they posted, I love them so much. Nobody's showing you process. They're just showing you the end, the post. Your process is not the same as your neighbor's, which is why you can't compete with them because you don't know how God is re. Can I get you to encourage everybody on your road? Say, I'm not competing with you. Say, I want to see you win. Watch this. Watch this. Into another vessel. Shut up. That's the killer right there. Because God says, this is what you were. I don't want that no more. For 37 years, you've been that. 
For 47 years, you've been that. For 52 years, you've been that. For 60 years, you've been that. For you've been that all that time. But then God says, but for what I'm about to do for you, I don't need you to be a candle. So let me blow that out. Somebody say, he's reworking me. For where it is that I am taking you and where it is that I am making you, I need for you to be a whole nother vessel. Which means you look nothing like what you started as. Can we agree this doesn't look like this? This is dense and full of itself. This is empty so it can be. Can I get you to lift your hand and say, Lord, fill me up. He made it into another vessel as it seemed good to him. You're like, but this was so nice. Who I was, how I acted, the way I did things, the attitude I had. And God's like, mm-mm. I don't want that. I want this. It's a whole nother thing. I loose you from who you used to be. Please, y'all. Some of your stress and some of your fighting right now is that you're fighting with God to be that. And God's like, I don't want that anymore. I'm reworking you. Say, Lord, I won't fight you anymore. Say, make me into who you want me to be. Say, it's my process. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Here's the whole trip of it. I only got through one point. As it seemed good to the potter to me. Look at me. God says, you don't get to control the process. And let's tell the truth. That's where our issues are. Because in our mind, God, shouldn't you have done this? Why didn't it go like this? Why didn't it happen like this? And God is like, you don't run me. Translation, Denver. Run is a southern colloquialism for me. You don't tell me what to do. God's like, don't holler at me. You don't run me. Could it be God? Watch the process. Could it be that God is the one that allowed affliction? That God allowed you to be perplexed? That God allowed you to be persecuted? That God allowed them to say no and strike you down? Because he said, that's what it's going to take to turn that into that. Watch me. And I got to close it because I'm out of time. I didn't finish the message. I'll try it at 11.15. If I don't, I'll get to it Wednesday. This is bigger than this. In fact, this can fit into this and still have room left over to receive. This can only carry fire. This can carry fire and water. Which means you can be spiritual and successful. Fire and water. I got to close this word, but I just believe there's some people in this place today that can give God some worship in this place that you just recognize there's some power in your process. Say, Lord, your will be done in me. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives 
to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.